welcome to Overtime, the podcast. Overtime is a podcast dedicated to all things watches, particularly in the microbrand and affordable range. I'm Praka, and this is my co-host, Justin. We are two watch enthusiasts based out of Perth, Western Australia. Join us as we discuss our thoughts on new releases, share our personal experiences, and offer our insights on building a collection. Whether you're a seasoned enthusiast or just starting your journey, Overtime will keep you entertained with informative insights and casual conversations. Let's get started. So how's it going? Yeah, pretty good yourself? Yeah, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. Busy week. Um, Yeah, really was looking forward to today. Uh, Felt like there was lots of things that we can chat about this week. So yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, we had a pretty busy weekend uh, leading up to it Um, and yeah, I managed to get myself down to the WA Watch and Clock Fair uh, that happened. Very jealous. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I was, um, I was, I was hoping that you could have been there as well. But uh, I think you had a pretty good. I think you had a pretty good weekend anyway. Yeah, right? I'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was um, yeah. Look, it was it was great. Um, it was good to go to a local event that was related to watches and it was just a real old school vibe to it um you know there was so many watchmakers and uh you know just vintage collectors and and all that and it just it just yeah it it really was very grassroots type event um you know where i think we 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 used to go into sort of you know red bar events or uh brand events where it don't get me wrong it's awesome uh you know you, you get you get to see the more fancier side of watches but this was just i don't know it just felt real it felt grounded felt rooted um with with a lot of um really cool pieces in offering so yeah and that, that was that was my weekend now uh, what about you how was how was your awesome weekend yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, I was finished up working uh, school on Friday and got to spend two nights at the the Ritz Carlton. Um, it was oh, yeah. freezing cold, um, yeah, ridiculously cold on the river for some reason. Um, but yeah, walked into the room, um, blinds started coming up, and it was five forty-five when we walked in, and yeah. it was just like golden hour. It was stunning. Uh, I was actually like lost for words. I was kind of staring, being like, I asked for a room with a with a view, but this is full on. <laughs> so yeah, had a had a bottle of champagne and watched the sunset. Um and another thing in the background there was King's Park as a light trail. Not sure if you've seen yeah. the adverts for that. They've got like this giant treetop light trail going on and we could see the whole line of it from the bedroom window. Nice. So I was very happy with the view. And yeah, made our way down and spent some time in the pool. Had some yeah. beautiful food from Milky Lane. Um, yes. burger. Oh God, I could eat there <laughs> every night. It's so dangerous. But awesome weekend. Went out and did a big shopping spree. Uh, bought some shoes for the kids and stuff. Um, yeah. But in terms of my week, completely different story. Uh, yeah, we got struck oh, by yeah. gastro on Monday. Um, so the two two kids was yeah got absolutely <laughs> yeah, destroyed by it. Like we've had it in the house before, but this has been. A rough week uh, so yeah. i've had some time off work some work from home but it's not been a mm. bad week to work from home with all the sport going on mm. um like last year last night we had um a perth boy win stage five of the tour de france which is pretty cool oh cool um, okay young lad jai hindley um yeah he came yeah. in and held off a, a pretty pretty aggressive attack from one of the other other cyclists um so i was up at was it 2 a.m or something biting my nails watching the the, the end of the stage and um 
Yeah, we've also got the the Ashes kicked off as we speak too. Don't know if you yes. follow cricket. I'm, I'm a bit of a sport nut, but that's that's yep. back on after yep. all the uh, controversy. So I think it's for our one listener in the UK. If you want to speak Ashes, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely um, am a sports fan, um, but um, Ashes, yeah, look, I don't mind watching it. I'm not, I'm not a massive cricket fan. Uh, I'll watch it if it's on, and if I'm having a drink with some friends or something or watch it yeah that's fine and but tour de france and me very far away but i do appreciate the sports it's a very tough sport so i get i do appreciate that cool well not so cool week but i'm (laughs) I'm glad to hear that you're recovered and you're you know you're raring to go today so before we kick on with our topic today uh what have you got on your wrist mate yeah, so uh, today I went with the yeah, Zillos Swordfish. Um, I have not nice. wanted to watch it all this week just because I've been home and the never-ending pile of washing has been going on. I've just yeah not had time to even think about it. Um, so yeah, yeah, very cold winter's day in Perth and the the, the purple on the uh, on the bracelet give me the winter vibes. I kind of forgot nice. how good this bracelet is as well for the price point. Um, yeah. yeah, chucked it on this afternoon. Went for a quick walk. It's in my sun uh, sunshine before night. And um, still, still wearing it now. But what about yourself? Beautiful. Um, well, I have the Seiko Lord Matic, which is a vintage. Uh, my so I have two Seiko Lord Matics, uh, and this is my second one, which is uh, yeah, uh, nineteen. It's from the nineteen seventies. I think it's seventy four. Uh, just a clean dial with uh, no date. Um, you know, just with the classic Seiko uh, grammar of design. Um, and yeah, I've got it on a, uh, cream strap, a cream leather strap and yeah, it just popped on today and yeah, decided I'll class it up a little bit. It, there was a break in the rain this morning and, and it didn't get, I didn't get rained on any, <laughs> any time today, Beautiful. even though it was quite raining. So yeah, I didn't mind wearing that, but usually I don't tend to wear a vintage watch when it's rainy. So yeah, I risked it today. I risked it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, cool. Well, I guess let's um, get on with our topic today. So we decided that we would talk about um, new releases again, because there's been a couple, there's been a couple of uh, cool new releases that I think we're both quite excited about. Um, And last week we had a very um, experience, a very, how do you say, uh, a a bit more, a bit more of our opinions and a bit more of a what we wanted to speak about. So this week we thought we'll just lighten it up a bit and and go through, um, yeah, some new releases. And, uh, yeah, so I guess let's just kick off with the very first one, uh, which is the – it's a Timex. So it's a Timex X Cara uh, Barrett. So Cara Barrett, um, if you guys don't know, um, she's an ex-Hodinky rider, and she she's also um, – has our own watch brand called Pachi Pals, which is for kids. So I'm not sure if you've seen it, um, the Pachi Pals brand for your kids. Have you? No? I'd ne- never seen it myself until sure. I read the the article here and kind of realized that she's got something. I did have a look afterwards, but maybe a chat for another day in terms of kids' yeah. watches because my son mm. definitely loves um, having a shop in like the big W aisle. Um, <laughs> yeah, had no idea she had her own thing. I knew she was a, an old... Um, Hodinki editor, writer, whatever, whatever she her position was, but yeah. um, no idea she had her own thing going on. So yeah, basically, you know, this is a, a simple thirty six mil mechanical watch uh, in that sort of baby blue, powdery blue dial color, which is just 
you know all the rage right now um to be to be fair it's not a quite a tiffany blue it's it's a very yeah isn't it wouldn't you say that? yeah i think it's a good way of doing the uh, doing the tiffany and riding the t- riding the tiffany wave um it's very soft it's very subtle it's not as in your face it's not as pastel um yeah. i think and how and how much the dial is the blue you know it's all the way out there's no you know, minute track that's completely separate um it's it's a lot of blue in it yeah it works quite well yeah no i i definitely agree so and obviously the brigade style uh numerals i think makes it really classy and i think the i mean i i would guess the the target audience uh would be uh females but i think i think anyone can really pull this off it's such a such a clean design um and you know timex and really hit it out of the park with their collaborations i feel like um they've got some some really good collaboration sort of uh, limited editions that come out and they just seem to do such a great job. There's a couple of worn and wound collaborations that they've done with Timex that, you know, I just, it, it, it just looks so good. Um, so yeah, in terms of design, this is fantastic. Uh, I, tell me, tell me, do you, what, what do you reckon about the, the, I guess the case shape and the bracelet, does it stand out to you? Do you, do you like the, the bracelet? wouldn't do it for me um sure. like this is something that's going to look incredible on a on a on di- many different straps like I, I imagine this on a nato looks fantastic i imagine on a you know a bit of aged leather would look fantastic as well um that is you know any i think it's brown black um any any kind of leather is going to complement the that blue baby blue dial um and yeah the size 36 i think it was 10 point something thick uh that's pretty pretty spot on into what i'm interested in at the moment um, as you said with the numerals, though, it classes it right up. Hey, if this had different, uh, a different font of numeral there, it would be completely yeah. different watch. I think. Um, yeah. One thing not doing it for me, crown. I don't. I I had a quick flick through the article, but I wasn't sure if is that is that some sort of stone in the crown, or is it just dark in the rendering of the picture there? I think I think it it does look like some sort of stone. Um, or yeah, if you if you look at it a bit closely, yeah, it's definitely some sort of stone. Um, so yeah, a little bit bejeweled. Yeah, I mean, and at this price point too, um, you know, I'll forgive the crown; it's pretty affordable. I think it was like two hundred something. Yeah, two forty nine. I'm assuming that's uh, um, USD. USD. So it's about three hundred eighty Aussie dollars. Yeah, and it says uh, immediately uh, availability immediately at the time exit Hodinki shop, which is not much longer anymore <laughs> it is gone it is gone but um you know i don't i don't imagine it i don't imagine it to be i don't know hopefully they re-release more um you know because they, they've done it previously before like with the worn and wound uh watches they do do a limited run and then they have re-released it before so i hope for everyone out there that wants to get one of these um they do re-release it but um otherwise yeah, bit of a shame, but hey, um, you know, have a look out in the secondary market. You never know. You never know. A lot of these hype pieces, they come out and people buy them, snatch them up, and then they put them up on eBay the next couple of days or whatever it is. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the Tiffany thing is starting to wear off as well. I think like the the, the hype behind it is it's still definitely there, but it's on the downtrend a little bit, especially um, in the micro band space anyway. I think there's less fuss being made about... Um, certain colorways now but this in a green of some kind i'd be all all for that 
Mm, yep, and in that same sort of muted green will be nice. Yep. Nothing nothing 100%. too bright, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Sweet. All right, we've got to move on to the next one. And uh a mega moon spot strawberry. What are you what are your thoughts? Because I've um yeah, I'm a bit kind of uh indifferent about this. I don't know, I don't even know how to feel about this. <laughs> okay. Three words. Taking the piss. Um look. <laughs> yeah, hundred. Yeah, hundred percent right. I know. I know you've had a moon swatch before, and I can see the appeal. I can definitely see the audience, and I can see that it's a great marketing move for Omega and for the swatch group. But this is just taking the piss, right? I mean, we're talking about uh, changing the 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 chrono hand for to to gold. And then putting some strawberries on it, uh, and somehow loosely linking it to the, um, you know, a moon that is nicknamed the strawberry or something. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. What, what do you reckon? Oh uh, yeah, this is so funny. It's just comical. <laughs> um, the whole yeah moon strawberry thing blew me away because I was I thought that was an absolute like lie. I was like, there's no way. So I quickly jumped on my phone and had a look. I'm like, oh, it is something, but it's not interesting whatsoever. And I kind of wish I had the time to go around like uh, Perth and, uh, you know, ask a hundred people, have yeah. you heard of this moon before and get a feel of how many people actually know about it? Cause this is, yeah, just unreal. Um, though, I, in reality, what do you reckon those stickers or print cost on that, uh, that oh. second hand to, to call it a new variant? Bugger all. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I do appreciate that they said that, you know, that hand has got coated with moonshine gold and it's some gold alloy, you know, has all these materials in it. So I suppose they're trying to make it seem a bit fancy, but we're talking about, you know, a hand and it's, you know, lightly coated on top and then you put strawberries on it. Um, I just, sorry, uh, this is... (laughs) I, I don't. It is there's, something there's not... that my my yeah. son would be like. Can we just put strawberry stickers on that, please? Like, can yeah. we make that better by putting stickers on it? I mean, if you're gonna do that, right? If you're gonna oh. release this edition, which is like meant to be this, you know, it's to do with the moon and it's to do with um the the, the strawberry moon or something. I'm not sure exactly what um <laughs> it, it it is, but apparently it's it's got something to do with one of the moon phases so fair enough okay so if 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 that is a thing yeah the strawberry moon of june which is a thing apparently due to nasa why not release a new model and have a pink strawberry with you know like pink and green you know have really lean into it like a red and green you know something like a studio underdog you know they had their like Mm. like studio underdog look at look at their releases you know when it's watermelon that's watermelon you know that's like you know it's it's you know they really lean into it and they do such a great job at it this is just lazy and this is the laziest way of including strawberries into a design (laughs) yeah it's it's we're talking about 450 aussie dollars and good luck even getting it um you're going to need to go and line up at a swatch shop and you know, there's not many in Australia, and I don't think there's many around the world. And if I understand correctly, it was only released in a couple of um, swatch shops around the world as well. So, yeah, yeah, this is definitely a pass for me. When I seen this, I think I was just scrolling Instagram while I was laying on the couch, and I didn't take any notice of it. And then I seen a couple more get 
shared across stories or posts. And I was like, oh, this is this a thing or is this people, you know, doing the whole there's a release coming. This is, you know, like like you said, a, a bit of a piss take on the image. <laughs> this is what we think. And yeah, when I found it, it was real. I just had no idea what to think. You got the market in your hand with this bioceramic slash plastic case. Um, you know, people they, they've te- they've tested the waters and said we can do this. And yeah, what like you said, why not lean hard into the design opposed to this? But question yeah. though, if mm. Rolex didn't do the uh, emoji bubble gum puzzle piece, all that stuff recently. Do you reckon we would have seen this strawberry hand come out, or do you reckon Omega kind of said hmm, we've seen it happen there? If we're going to do a novelty here, that might be a bit of a gamble. I um, I'll be honest. I don't think it's linked. Um, I say that because the Moon Swatch in itself was a release that was done before, mm. uh, and Moon Swatch in itself is a fun release. Right, there was really yeah. the Swatch Group and Omega going, "Hey, you know, the the next generation, uh, we want them to 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 start buying wristwatches that are, you know, mechanical or quartz. You know, we, we've seen so many people with Apple watches, especially young people. How do we get them, you know, smart watches? How do we get them into this market? And things like this do. And like as mm. as much as I don't like." a moon swatch release like as in personally i probably wouldn't get one i can appreciate it and i can appreciate it in terms of the marketing standpoint and trying to draw in that younger audience but also um i can appreciate it in terms of like the the designs you know like the jupiter the satin those you know the pluto's like those felt inspired like hey we really thought about this before we released it this just feels like a really lazy cash grab to me Oh, this doesn't like doesn't look like in the in the image I'm looking at has a different case back, which is why not make the moon on the case back case back of this one the strawberry mm. moon? Why not change it to what that is? This just looks like the exact same case back on the mission to moon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are they? Moon swatches. <laughs> moon swatches. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I said, uh, like I started off with when we when you introduced this is I uh, I don't even know what to say. It's yeah. It's one of those. <laughs> releases but you you do get that right and if there is a market someone will buy it uh, not me not you but someone will <laughs> i think i think it's really funny that um you know, we went from last week talking about how um omega with their new releases haven't been you know not so daring it's all kind of boring and then when now we're talking about strawberries on second hands that are plated in gold <laughs> for, for, is this more so switch or more omega but you know who knows all right. Well, I guess moving on <laughs> from Omega Moon Swatch Strawberry, which is uh, out there, um, is to the Seiko SJE093, or the JDM version is called the SBEN003. So, what is this? And, you know, as usual, Seiko's bunch of code names. So, I'll tell you what it is. It is the, uh, not the first, not the second, not the third. Probably the fourth recreation of the 62 mass. So I'm not sure if you've heard much about the 62 mass, Justin. Uh, I know what it is. I know it's a significant part of the history of yep. Seiko and probably dive watches as a whole, really, um, yep. after that point in time. Um, yep. I've tried on uh, some of the reissues over time and think they wear fantastically. They are beautiful. I've seen... Yours in the in the sunlight, it's stunning. Um, but I know you're a bit of a 
bit of a nut for this watch. So I'm going to let you take it from here. <laughs> yeah. So look, yeah, 62 Mass is the nickname for the Seiko 6217-8000 or 8001, which is Seiko's very first professional dive watch. And this was uh, released in 1965. Um, look, it was when it came out, it was, you know, revolutionary. It 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 just did, just did, you know, it was a proper dive watch and the dimensions, the the case size, the 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 looks, the, you know, it was just, yeah, it was one of those releases and and it just it stands the test of time. I mean, you can pull that up now, much like a a you know, an OG um Seamaster or a or a Rolex of Mariner or mm. a um Blanc Pont 50 Fathoms or you know, squat, you know, um those just tests you know stand the test of time um around this time of course is when a bunch of companies release dive watches so seiko loves to go to their back catalog i think a lot of watches do nowadays um but um so they've released a a new reissue of this um and out of all the reissues they've done so far this is probably the most faithful to the design and yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say that's this one here is uh, we've spoke about back catalog recently, um, in terms of T cell and whatnot. Um, this is yeah, extremely faithful from my researching, like it really hits an hour on the head to what it Correct. was, yeah. And yeah, the, the, the dimensions, the you know, and it, it it's exactly the same 38 mil, they, they really mm-hmm. went for it. Um, and and you know, and that's why I guess uh, people who love the history of it are immediately going to go, This is awesome, like me, I think it's great. Um, yeah. um, you know, they've, they've also um put in a new movement in this watch, uh, which is called the 6L37. Um, it's basically a slimline movement um, of their 6L35 movement, which has previously been used in other sort of higher-end watches. Uh, and it's been used in like JDM Cradle models. So Cradle is like a right. sub-brand of Seiko. And um, they, so they have, you know, sort of, so it's like higher-grade materials and higher shock resistance and all that jazz. Um, and, and yeah, and, and really... It, it just speaks for itself, I guess. They really leaned into the vintage vibes. They they put on the proper sort of tropic strap, the similar stuff that they had previously. It comes in a case which looks vintage-y. You know, it's 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 got the lot. It's got everything that you would want in a in a proper vintage dive watch. And it would it is literally the perfect dive watch for me. However. <laughs> I know what's However, coming. <laughs> um, I I saw the price and I nearly fell off my chair. Mm. Um, look, these are retailing <laughs> for around five thousand five hundred Aussie dollars. Uh, not cheap. Um, Seiko has a tendency to inflate their retail price, so I'll give them benefit of the doubt there. Uh, like a lot of brands, I think they their RRP is always a lot higher. You know, look. We know it's good grade models. We know it's really well finished. Uh, and we know that the movement in it is a new movement. Uh, but it's 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 the same old adage with uh, Seiko. Um, you know, the movement stated accuracy is, is not good. It's like plus, you know, plus 15 seconds and minus 10 seconds or something like that. Um, it's, yeah, it's just not a good um, variance on, on the movement. But in saying that... Um, I find this is my experience uh, with is is that the 
stated tolerances are almost never you you always get you you get lucky a lot of times is what I was trying to say. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know if you've ever had experience with um your Seiko watches in terms of you know f- movement wise, you know, is it way off? Is it okay? Or you didn't it doesn't really bother you? No, it doesn't really bother me. All I know is yeah, when I check the time it's they're they're all right and I've never right had an same. issue we yeah, never had an issue. Um, you know, never had to get a repair done or anything like that. So yeah. Um yeah, as long as yeah, that's that's the main thing. That's the tool, that's what it's there for. Um, I'm not yeah. too fussed about the tolerances. Yeah. But and I that, get people who are. Yeah, exactly. So so it's definitely a valid um point. And I do think that Seiko can do better here for the price. They can they, you know, they they have the they have the history. They've they've done this before. You know, they used to be mm-hmm. involved in they used to be involved in like chronometer uh, competition in Switzerland until they got kicked out because they did too well. But that's a story for another time. Um, <laughs> by the Swiss, um, they were they were you know winning chronometer competitions or getting you know f- um, in the top ten. They were getting like four or five watches in there. Yeah, you know, that you know that they can do it. But it's just again cost cutting and 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 in all that it plays a big difference but you know in saying that the movement in itself i you know it's sort of considered uh i would say it's the equivalent of like an eta 2892 um a2 movement which is which is actually considered a top grade eta movement um so i think i think seiko's naming convention doesn't help them here calling it a 6l37 a lot of the forums are sort of giving it oh you know it's a 6r movement it's rubbish and look I'll be honest, my 62 mass recreation, which is the SVB 143. Um, yep. Uh, and again, it's my favorite watch. However, in saying that, um, the the movement accuracy sometimes is can can be a little bit off. And I'm, and I'm saying it doesn't bother me that much, but but I know it can bother people. So mm. calling it something very similar, 6L37, it can bother some people. So yeah, but in saying that, look, the Eta 289282, which is like an, I guess, like an equivalent or similar to this Seiko movement, has been used in watches like the um, Omega Seamaster 300, you know, an Omega Caliber yeah. 2500, uh, an IWC Caliber 3211, you know, which is the IWC Mark XX. And you're talking about watches that are like, four thousand bucks and nine thousand dollars it's not cheap so i'm not saying it excuses seiko there for using a movement like this but um i'm I'm definitely what i am saying is they can do better but i don't think it's quite fair that they cop um you know i guess um uh, some criticism for just using that type of movement but i don't know i mean apart from all of that sort of technical side of things uh you know just purely looking at aesthetics what are your thoughts uh it's stunning i'm a huge fan i'm a huge fan of your your um reissue as well i've tried a couple on in in uh shops over here and they're all comfortable as the as the seiko case magic is uh but yeah this sunburst dial it's nice to see a different case back on a on a seiko as well um you got mm. think i don't watch it's a shark of some kind. My, I don't have my glasses or my contacts on, but it is a shark of some kind, I believe. I think it's um, a whale. It's a whale. Oh, is it a whale? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's close. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just cool to see things change. Um, like, you know, the Seiko divers all have the the, the same, or well, in my experience, there could be different ones, but um, same yeah. case backs. Um, mm. So it's cool to see little things change. Um, but my only... Uh, the, the, unfortunately for me, the, the draw here is the price. Like, that's, that's where my... 
mind goes when I think of this watch now. Like it's just sure. when you're talking, was it five thousand five hundred AUD? Was that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, you're instantly in Tudor space there. Um, I think yes. I paid less than that for my um, Black Bay Forty One, and you know, again, like I'm not here for tolerances or anything. Um, but yeah, I think. I might not, yeah, I, I don't know. I might not stand with the majority of the crowd, but uh, if if that's the money I've got to kind of uh, go and spend tomorrow, um, I'm probably not heading to the the Seiko boutique straight away. Um, but yeah. but but yourself might be different. Other people might be different. But that's yeah. kind of the when when I see that price, that's what I think about this watch now. It's like that's it's faithful, it's beautiful, it's a great watch overall. But yeah. that's that's the price of it, and that's it's the standard Seiko. Like what I, don't, I can't remember what the entry price is for Grand Seiko, but we've got to be getting close there, right? Yeah, and and that's the thing. Sometimes you, you can you can buy a Grand Seiko cheaper than that. You can you mm. can get into an yeah. entry level Grand Seiko cheaper than that. So sure, um, obviously you know it's a quartz movement, and it'll be one of their sort of yeah, base sort of models. And no, I, I I completely agree with you there. And you know I am as I say many times in this podcast. I'm the biggest fan, Seiko fanboy, uh, mm-hmm. and even I, you know, will struggle to pay that kind of money for this. Um, but in saying that, um, I have already seen a, 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 a reseller or an authorized dealer in Singapore uh, put, putting up the watch for around uh, $3,900 Aussie dollars. Uh, it's not quite, I don't think it's actually launched yet or it's slowly coming out to the shops, to authorized dealers, um, but he's already put it listed it up for that so so yeah again Seiko and their list prices versus retail prices yeah and I think uh what this could be an absolute genius marketing play by Seiko again is I think this is going to make a lot of people want the cheaper reissues more like um I yeah really enjoy the reissues here I've tried them on um I've never really been close to buying one but the more I see it, the wrist shot here in the in the article is stunning. Looking at the side profile of the case, like it does draw me in. And reading a bit more, like uh, you hear about the reissues and you read the articles, um, but when you see something faithful like this, they go into a bit more detail onto onto the watch and you know why it is the way it is and how it became. It does perk my interest a little bit. Um, yeah, 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 maybe with a marketing genius there. Ah, there you go. So yeah, there's always two sides of the coin and how you want to look at it. Um, but obviously some people uh, might be understandably upset um, because there was limited editions um, SLA. I think it was the SLA three, seven or something, um, which is the, which was the, um, a, again, another 62 mass um, uh, sort of reissue. But that SLA was um, a, you know, a really high quality, uh, recreation in fact yeah looking at it it's very similar uh it's a very mm. similar watch um and and but i think the dimensions are probably more contemporary so i think they were like 40 yep. mil or 41 mil um so you know it was it was a bit bigger i, was, I think it's 40 mil that's right so so like this is probably the most faithful it's the slim it's 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 kind of compact but you know, if you're someone who purchased this SLA 017 uh, back in the day, you'd be pretty annoyed. Uh, and it wasn't even that long mm. ago. It was 2017. Um, you'd be like, hey, what's going on? I purchased this as like, you know, the recreation, the most faithful. And now you've released an even better recreation than most faithful. <laughs> so, yeah, again, yeah. maybe a bit of marketing genius there. But yeah. also, uh, 
True. I mean, I'd encourage anyone listening that really looks at this watch and kind of it gets on the brain and you're you know, um, not keen on that price point, go and try some of the other stuff on. Like, you know, the, the other reissues, they're going to have their differences, like you said, in terms of size and other specs, but go and try it on because they're, they're, they're still a reissue of that original piece for a reason. They've got those similar hues and designs and yep. you know, those, those languages that speak back to the back to the first model. Um, I'd, yeah, but, encourage, go, go try it on, see how you feel. That's it. Yeah, so before we move on to the next watch, um, so the reissues that Justin's talking about, listeners, is the SPB range. So you've got the uh, SPB 143, 145, 147, and there's a whole new, there's, a there's again, a lot. So I'll, I'll we'll definitely try and put a link to at least one of them in the show notes. Um, yeah, And then sure. you can, you, listeners, you can, you know, have a, have a look at it and take it away from there. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next watch, um, which is the Monta Ocean King Dive Watch. Now, um, I, I, this was uh, one of the ones that you've had a yeah. good look at this week. So, yeah, can you talk to me about this watch, man? What's what's exciting about this watch? Yeah, so I guess Monta, for, uh, to begin with, is something that was on my radar, radar a few years ago. Um was very close to purchasing a secondhand one at some point in time, but it's just that little bit of a daunting price point to purchase online. Like it's just one of those things I'd like to hold in person. I think, yeah, when I was looking at the, I couldn't tell you what model it was back then. It was their kind of um, uh, Atlas. It was the air something, I believe. Um, I'll, right. I'll pull it up later. Anyway, um, yeah. when I was looking in, it was probably around the 2000 uh, USD mark back then. And they have steadily, steadily kind of creeped. They've done the whole um, color change. I mean, they've gone through the whole palette and out of the Tiffany and that sort of stuff as well. So they've oh. followed the trend. But I don't know. I think these watches are cool. So yeah, the Ocean King, this is its third iteration. Um, I think Monta's pretty known for how good their watches were. If anything, I think maybe a little bit Seiko-esque as well. They're quite big and chunky. If you go have a look at wrist shots on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, have a look, hashtag Monta and suss it out. They are big watches and they wear great. People have nothing but good to say about um, the the bracelet design as well. Apparently one of the best bracelets in the in the kind of micro space um, and even above, I think. Yeah, I, I keep hearing about the their bracelets. And in fact, I th- if I, if I uh, could be wrong here, but... I think they owned by the same people that own um, Everest bands. Everest, I think yep, Everest brands, Everest bracelets. So they know a thing or two about um, sort of um, making good bracelets. And um, I have read online um, that they pr- probably um, better or equivalent or better than two-door bracelets. So again, it's a big claim. Um, so uh, it, you know, until I guess we get our hands on one of these, we won't really be able to tell. But you know, just from looking at the, just from I mean, while we're talking about the bracelet, it just looks looks great. The clasp looks fantastic, and you know, like I said, it's almost very Tudor Rolexy, like the the way the, mm-hmm. the the design is. So I can see why the comparison is there. Um, but yeah, it's a big, it's a big. It's a big dive watch, isn't it? It's a 300 meter, 300 meter uh, water resistant dive watch. Um, but it just, yeah, like you say, it just looks very compact. The lug to lug is, uh, so what are we talking about here? About a 41 mil case with yep. a 47.4 mil lug to lug. That's good. That's that's very Seiko F. So I, I, I see I see what you mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. So with this as well, uh, the Sky Quest was the one I was thinking of. That was ah. the the one I was looking at at the time, and okay. it was the guilt model, the guilt and blue. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Bonta does guilt incredibly well. I don't know. I think guilt's a very common thing, and it's uh, it seems simple, but when you see it done differently, it stands out. You know, it stands out among among the rest. And for some reason, their guilt just don't know if it's the polishing, don't know if it was the angles of the way stuff is set and produced but there's something different about it it's on another level but um yeah so basically with, with the ocean king and i believe the sky quest is the same from what i was reading they basically discontinued both of the lines pre- uh, in 2022 and yeah. uh this is the new overhauled version of of the uh, ocean king i'm a fan um it's interesting you said tudor rolex vibes it does give me pelagos vibes you know that there's a little bit of yeah. red on the ocean mm. king there um but yeah in terms of symmetry it does a you know that that's a big thing for me is, is symmetry yeah. um the the square date window there the that the six it's you know a traditional kind of kind of square but it fits in with that dial so well um you know if you had your even uh your minutes hand down there if you had a quick glance you wouldn't think there's a date window i think it blends in so well but yeah. they've gone for a chunkier bezel here which i think adds to that compact look it's very thick um i'm not sure if you had a chance to look at older pictures but it is extremely different but okay. i'm a fan i think it really looks tooly um it, like i said leans into the pelicos vibes the the guarded crown everything about this is a big big tick for me yep i i think it's uh it's like a sleeper mm. dive you know it's like a sleeper like you know luxury tool watch isn't it um you know monta's i think monta correct me if i'm wrong but they're probably at the most one of the most expensive sort of uh micro brand out there uh well actually you know there's obviously like your high-end ateliers who do like really specialized stuff but this is um it's up there but the, the thing is the it's in it's in the the build you know you can just see where it's gone to you can see where the money's gone to you can see that they've really thought about the design and you know the the materials that they've chosen and and yeah and i i i think they've done a great job here all right we might move on to the next one which is the oris divers 65 cotton candy i'm a fan so so am i um look i've got an oris diver 65 so I love the the design. Uh, you know, it's just a such a nice um, slim dive watch. It's you know, it's in the same vein uh, as like a skin diver, as they used to call it. You know, just yep. a real vintage vibe. Uh, but obviously, it's cotton candy, right? It's uh, it's your bright, really bright colors. Your pinks, your greens, your blues, and this is probably not that muted. Timex blue. This is mm. this is in your face. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, this is a fun piece, and this is probably the second. I said back to back fun release from Oris. Uh, the first, the, the sure. more, more recent one was that uh, Kermit, <laughs> uh, what the Pro Oris uh, Pro Pilot X with the titanium yeah. and the, you know, the date wheel was a a, a Kermit, uh, Kermit on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, Monday. I can't remember what it was. So yeah, I think it was Monday. So yeah, look, it's 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 cool. I I yeah, I don't have much to say about it except for I really like it. What do you reckon? Yeah, Oris has been riding the colorway for sure. Um, between the Kermit and the purple that was released, I don't think we spoke about the purple, but uh, and this now, um, I'm really 
happy and my OCD has been put at ease with this color matching Perlon, Perlon straps. They do it absolutely perfectly. Um, and the green mm. in the middle, uh, I don't know if there's a technical term for the green, what they're actually calling it, but it gives me the green color vibes on yours, the little hints of green in the in the loom. Ah, the glow. Me, yeah. The glow, yeah, it kind of gives me that, that vibe there. But um, I've tried on the bronze versions of these, all, all three of them, and they are they're stunning. Um, I love the pink. Pink's my my favorite out of the three in the bronze and favorite here. What about yourself? Which one's your pick? I'm. I think I'm going to go the uh, green. Actually, uh, nothing wrong with the other two colors. I think they're great. Uh, but I I, I like the green. Um, I, I would actually go and say it's probably not quite the glow um green it's a bit more it's a bit more pastel this color uh has that yep. slight pastel um yeah color to it uh and look, it's it's great right and um and and i think the only downside to this um to this watch and look, this is probably just me nitpicking is the bezel uh i i'm not a fan of the sort of steel yacht oh, master okay. Yacht master style uh, bezel. I don't get me wrong. I love a steel bezel, but I don't like this sort of raised indice. It's it's a yacht master, isn't it? Is is that where it's from originally? Or it, 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 yeah, it's interesting you say that because um, that my next comment was going to be that's my favorite part about this watch. Um, with the on the bracelet, the the pink image. Yeah. Um, I, I love. I think it's it's called relief relief style. I bought the sure. uh, cherry aquas two or three years ago, and that has the steel bezel, which I think is relief. I think that's what they call it. But um, I'm a massive fan of it. Um, it's even in the micro space, um, when, when Zilos and Phoebus, or I think that's how we say it, um, they do the relief style, it always sings to me. And I think it's just that um, that neat package where you're getting your, your dial, your stainless yeah, indices, hands, and whatnot, um, chapter ring, everything stainless steel except the dial. I think it's just such an eye draw, but I can kind of understand, you know, when when you look at the other things like um, all bronze, um, it can be a lot um, yeah. you know, with with the bronze, um, bronze bezel, bronze crown, everything, it can be a lot to look at, which could just be the effect you're getting on the on the stainless. Yeah. No, I, I look. I it's for someone. Uh, but for me, if if I'm like I say, if I'm nitpicking, I would say yeah, I, I'm not a great fan of that. Um, but it it doesn't look bad by any means. I'm just you mm. know, it's just me being me being me and nitpicking there. Um, what I do like about this uh release is the fact that they've used their Oris Caliber 70, uh, 733, mm-hmm. which is their older, um, I guess their Salida based um caliber, which uh I think it makes the watch a bit more affordable. Uh the 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 don't get me wrong, the new caliber 400 series movements, the Oris, you know, have it's it's fantastic, right? I think it's like 10 year service intervals. Yeah. I don't know how it's a 70 hour power reserve or more than that. And, and it's just such a um, great innovation and a great feat in movements, but um, the price point just pushes it out of most people's um, I guess, category when they look at an Oris, right? Yeah. I think uh, I love the fact they still offer the, the, you know, the, uh, the, the new movement and the old, old movement um, at, at different price points. It's, you know, when I bought the Cherry Aquas, it was the, um, the, the old movement. And I think the, the new in-house dropped not long after that in, I think the Cherry came out with it in a 40, 
uh, 39 out of 43.5. So I ended up selling that because of the size of the 41.5. Was it for me? I would have gone smaller with that watch. Sure. Never, I haven't really tried it on and looked at it. I tried the green on at the time, but I don't think the use of the, you know, the, the non-in-house movement takes anything away from this release. I think it's just, yeah. it brings more people in. Um, that was one of my, yeah, when I was shopping around, Oris was my first um, decent purchase, or I'll say decent in quotation marks. Um, so, that was my first big piece, and it felt special that I could get that at a really affordable price point and not have to worry about things like the in-house caliber and paying a fortune for it. For sure. And, you know, Oris is a special brand in the sense that they've been remained independent for all this time mm-hmm. um, as a Swiss brand. Most Swiss brands were swallowed up by various conglomerates and, you know, they're owned by the Swatch Group or Richmond or, or you know, one of the other big uh, fashion houses. Um, and just having, you know, an independent watch brand that releases, you know, great releases, uh, yeah, can't go wrong with an Oris. Um, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm very... Uh, very happy with this release. Uh, even, like I said, even though I don't really enjoy the bezel, I definitely think it's a it's a step it's a uh, it's a step in the right direction for us. This release. Yeah, and I'm just having a look on the Oris website. It's available, not sold out. And pink and blue <laughs> has been a colorway that yeah has been beaten to beaten to death. And yeah, it's nice to see that you can actually buy something that might be in part of that hype space as well. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one then. Um, and this is um, this is a. I look. I had absolutely no idea they even released watches. Uh, that's. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Uh, but it's the Forstner Pilot Ref F dash six B three four six. What is this? Yeah. So this came across my Instagram and Forstner something I'm uh, familiar with. I've had chats with them over Instagram about um, trying to buy a bracelet. Um, I'm patiently waiting for the Jubilee to come out for the Black Bay. Um, I'm not going to talk on that again, but um, yeah, this, this, this popped up on Instagram. And I think this is first off really cool. Um, This is a, uh, like, I don't want to say remake, a inspired uh, watch from a release in the 1940s. Um, so this was uh, the I've got moderate down, which I think was British Ministry of Defence. I think it was um, released a, a specific watch, which was the six B slash three four six. And the thing I've got highlighted here is was suitable for astro navigation purposes. So I was like, "Yep, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm in." It sounds cool. Um, nice. It sounds cool. It looks cool. But yeah, in terms of looks here, I think it's gorgeous. If any. Think the bracelet's given me those um, uh, Timex Cara Bennett vibes from the first watch we spoke about. The, the stretch, the stretch bracelet. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I actually really enjoy this. I'm not a huge pilot watch person because I think they all look the same. Um, hope I'm not going to uh, anger too many people with that comment. But uh, this is different. It looks different. It's still traditional in the sense it's got the uh, the nice big white triangle at the top. It's got extremely visible indices and, and and handset but i think it just looks different in terms of case and crown mainly what about yourself what are your thoughts on this yeah uh, look um you can't go wrong with a pilot watch uh pilot watch you, you you know it's it's very the 
design language is very similar, right? No matter if it's a Hamilton, if it's a IWC, if it's a if it's a Zin, if it's a um, what do you call it, uh, Steinhardt or whatever. There's so many brands out there, um, and they all it's very similar, right? They all made similar designs. Um, um, so you know what you're getting in terms of designs. Um, uh, I do like the fact that it's a it's a very small um relatively small for for a pilot's watch normally pilot's watches are minimum mm. i would say like 42 mil right i don't ever see your 40 mil maybe but smaller than that you don't really see many uh so this is a 36 mil case uh which is which is like great for people that have small wrists i guess and want to get into that pilot aesthetic pilot watch aesthetic um that's probably one of the reasons why i don't have a pilot watch is I like the look of them. Like, you know, there's there's um, some great uh, sort of aviation watches like Laco, uh, which really yep. sort of stood out to me. And I said, hey, I'm going to try and get in that. And then I look at the dimensions. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to look like a brick on my wrist. So I'm not going to get that one. But this is great. And um, I think it also stays true to the era, the 1940s. Mm. You know, men didn't wear big watches. I don't think big watches was even a thing. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely great. And, and it's good to see that they've got, um, one of their, um, bracelets, which is like the bonk clip style bracelet. And bonk, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's called bonk clip. Yeah. yeah. Bonk clip. Yep. Yeah. That's I actually it. tried on a bonk clip style bracelet. Um, the last red bar event I was in, uh, it oh, was cool. a Serica. It was a Serica, which is again, like a, you know, uh, a field watch, but yep. it had like a bonk clip style bracelet and I was when I got the watch from the guy, I said, how do I even put this on? And he said, oh, here, yeah. you do this. And I put it on. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, I could get used to this. Yeah, uh, they can perform really well, right? They do. And it's just, yeah. I think if any of the listeners haven't tried a, a Bond Clip style bracelet, go, go have a look. Um, yeah, serica has got a really good one. And obviously, Forstner, um, they would sell um, Bond Clip style um separately but hey maybe just get it with the watch itself hey yeah this this bracelet too uh, if you look at the wrist shot on photo four on the website um the the lugs conform extremely well to that wrist i think it's a it's definitely got some um, editing on that on that shot but sure. it is someone's hand uh, but it looks like you know with, with the, the lugs case and bracelet i think that's going to be an extremely comfortable watch and yeah on on wrist i think it looks stunning and if you keep flicking to the white yeah it's mm. giving me hamilton khaki vibes there with the with the yep. indices and loom um yeah i don't know i think this is for something that wasn't on my radar whatsoever in terms of pilot watch um it's gorgeous yeah and it's got you know it's got your drilled lugs it's got your um you know your 100 meters of water resistance sapphire crystal you know it's got everything that you want in a in a watch um it is a manual wind movement which um i guess it's uh quite common of field watches like uh you know my khaki field is a manual wind movement and i and it gives uh, you know sort of going right back to the start of the episode when i said you know really gives that grassroots feel i think a nice manual wind movement just gives mm-hmm. that you know you get your connection to your watch is uh i feel like a, a little bit more than a just a quartz or an automatic but that's just me but yeah, this is a, a great find. Um, how much is this watch? This is eight fifty USD. That's what was what I was lastly going to touch on okay. with this is for this style in the 
micro brand space. I think uh, just from visible, like I've not had any, any interactions with this. I'm not really mm. going to name any brands or anything, but this seems like a standout of of just start like first first impressions. Sure. Um, I've handled the IWC Mark Eleven, I believe it is. That could be yeah. wrong. I've handled yeah. that before, which I think is also a six B slash three four six reference um yeah. inspired watch um and yeah i've seen that in person and i think it's stunning um but for the comparison in price points here i think you really can't go wrong it's extremely faithful to the original uh, reference uh, as is the yeah. iwc but uh, i think this ticks uh, a couple of more boxes for me in the micro band brand space in terms of they've just got their own subtle differences. Like um, when you're looking at the uh, the Flecto with the that dome sapphire as well, it just gives it a little bit more of a pop than my experience with the IWC. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's a great option for someone that wants to get into a different brand uh, that wants that similar style. But I mean, if I'm being dead honest here, uh, if I'm paying 1200 bucks Aussie, which is roughly the price, uh, I'd be looking at a store or a Laco, yeah. uh, uh probably first because there's there is a lot of brand heritage there um in terms of you know with pilot watches they've they've done it for many 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 years um and even zin uh obviously a little bit more you know but um a zin or an archmedi i don't know if you've heard of them they're a german brand as well they do offer sort of pilot watches that are you know 38 mil uh, which is on your smaller side. So if you are looking for something that's small, but not quite 36 mil small, you could look at that. But, you know, the argument is, hey, I want a pilot watch that's got British pilot heritage, not yeah, yep. German. That's uh, fair enough. If that's if that's what you want, then then I think, yes, definitely uh, check this out. Uh, it's definitely a, a good option for the listeners out there. Yeah, definitely. Now, any final points on that, on that watch there? No, I'm just um yeah, I didn't know Forstner did watches either. So I was just as surprised as you were when I seen it come up. I was like, is this a dial that's been whipped up somewhere and someone's using? But it's <laughs> yeah, it's legit, it's cool. Um, I don't think it's for me, it's definitely not on my radar by any means, but I think it's it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, yeah, I think Gakoda is another brand out there for any listeners. So Gakoda, G-E-C-K-O-T-A. They're a British, uh, they make straps and bracelets, um, and they also um, foray into their own watches as well, which I think they're not quite forceness level in terms of like the watches, I would say. I'm just just purely looking at this one release. This forceness looks fantastic. Uh, but Kokoda is another option for the listeners if people are looking for that sort of hybrid, uh, I guess, bracelet and watch company. Yeah, Gakoda do some really cool stuff with color too. I've been a big fan. And um, it seems like anyone uh, that I've seen on Instagram that owns one can take a pretty stunning shot of that watch with just any old phone. So I think it speaks speaks a little bit about them. Um, cool. I guess one more last thing for Forcer for me, mm. um, we referenced um, to do with Everest there as well. Um, Everest bands, I own an Everest band for, for Tudor and I've compared it to Crafter Blue and they both have their pros but yeah ever um everest and forstner do do some incredible things with bands and bracelets um, i've never had the bracelet but i'm patiently waiting now they're being sold in australia hopefully it is a two-day shipping process whenever the black bay 41 version comes out but um yeah i've had nothing but good to say about forstner in the past i've got my fingers crossed for you man hopefully that comes through <laughs> soon all right well you, i guess you got them crossed because you won't stop hearing about it 
<laughs> no, 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 I just want to look. I, you know, um, I would yeah. like to try it on as well. I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, sure. Cool. Look, um, I guess that's sort of um, our all our new releases that we wanted to talk about um, this week. Um, so let's move on to our something interesting part of the podcast today. Uh, yeah. Um, if what? Tell me, what have you seen this week that's interesting? Justin. All right. So on my uh, outings in the city on the weekend, um, as expected, I went and tried on a heap of different watches and I finally got to see the 37 mil Citizen Pro Master that I was kind of lusting over for the past two to three weeks since we spoke about it in the new release. And in the window itself, looking in, stunning. I was all for it. Um, very pretty. Even the blue and black, um, the, the black and blue, I, I reckon, Photos do not do it justice. Um, there was a lot more pop to it in person. Um, the gold white dial was the one I was interested in, and I finally did get to try it on. And I was not disappointed, but let down in the size. Um, 37 mil is definitely within my wheelhouse. It sure. was just chunky. Uh, it was way too compact yeah. to what I was looking for. Like where, From top down, nothing wrong but the second i threw my wrist to the side i'm usually not that picky with this sort of stuff like if i like it i like it mm. um looking down i was like it just it, it's huge it sticks out so far can you know it, it just doesn't look right so i think citizen might be on the right path with where they're heading in in terms of you know that maybe the pendulum swing back to small from large but they've got a little bit of work to do to um yeah work uh, to gain my purchase <laughs> but yeah. in saying that i have still looked at it um yeah on on forums and um and instagram it's still in my mind so i'm not sure if it is going to be a purchase or not yet but i'm still thinking about it okay oh interesting yeah i think um you know it's easy to not easy i'll take that back i think you know by seeing 36 mil 37 mil cases you just imagine that you just assume that it wears well hey Mm -hmm. and this just ties into our last week's episode so i won't go into it too much but you know try it on <laughs> as you say try it on and then you'll be able to tell how it fits on your wrist and you know whether you want to buy it or not yeah you're so right with that because the first thing when i put it on and looked down when i hung my hand to my side was like that feeling of relief that i didn't actually go and spend the 450 on Starbuyer to oh. buy that watch without actually having to look at it because yeah, i would have got it i probably wouldn't have sold it instantly but i would not have gelled or clicked with that watch yeah. whatsoever in the long run yeah okay cool um, yeah, well, um, I hope that you get to a conclusion to this citizen saga of yours and maybe there's another watch that pops up, you know, citizen does do some pretty cool releases here and there. Um, okay. Well, I guess I'll go on to my something interesting and, um, okay. So I think it was about two episodes ago we promised, um, uh, so you, you did your three watch collection for under, um, 2,500 total. Um, and I said, yep, next week I'm going to talk about it. We didn't really quite get to it. So sorry, listeners, um, if you were hoping to hear my three watch collection, but as promised, here it is. So I'm going to talk about my three watch collection under 2,500 Aussie or around there. Um, so I think what I went for as my first pick was, uh, a Garda watch, a go anywhere, do everything sort of an everyday steel sports watch. Um, so I wanted something like that and I wanted something that was 
Um, and, I, and I wanted to basically put most of the money towards that watch. And that watch is the C65 June automatic 38 mil uh, from Christopher Ward. Um, and yeah, that's my pick. And that is, I, I picked the white sand dial. Uh, yeah, so that that's my pick. Um, but then again, between it's, it'll either be between the white or the black dial, to be honest. Um, I'm leaning either way. And yeah, you can get that for around Aussie 1490. Um, yeah, so that's my first pick. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's a pretty strong contender. I do have a Christopher Ward, so I know their quality and how well they make watches. Uh, but this is their newer watch. And with their newer uh, bracelet, the bracelet is even better than mm-hmm. the previous one. You know, the bracelet is probably one of the best things in my Christopher Ward that I have, but this is even better. So, you know, I I would say it's a perfect Garter watch. Uh, What do you reckon about that? Yeah, I love this. Um, I love the handset. It's one of the things Crystal Ward, I think it's very underrated. I think it's spoken about, I don't think it's spoken about enough. Um, If Yeah, white, black, I don't think you can go wrong here um, with these dials, both look incredible. It's funny, we're talking about another black dial with red print as well, uh, which is interesting Mm, today. Yes, Um, interesting. But yeah, did. Yeah, a lot of lot of boxes tick for me with this watch. Again, thirty eight mil. We're going slightly smaller. Um, yeah. yeah, stunning, stunning watch. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so that'll be my first pick, which is probably my most expensive pick. Well, it is my most expensive pick, and uh, I wanted to move on to a dive watch. That was going to be my next pick, and I wanted a dive watch that stood out. So um, this is probably uh, you know not an unknown watch to most of the watch community around the affordable uh, space. It's the Orient Kamasu, but specifically the Orient Kamasu version two, which is the uh, new. It's a it's a new dial um, and new handset and sorry, new indices as well. So it's updated and uh, and with a bit of a patina loom as well. Uh, the faux patina. Uh, look, a lot of people don't like that, but I think it looks fantastic. And for me, um, I'm going, I went for the, the red dial. <laughs> that was my pick. The red fume red dial. I just, I can't get enough of it. Um, and yeah, and you can get this for around... Three hundred and ten dollars on mm-hmm. Joma Shop. Uh, it it's going to be a bit more expensive if you go through someone else like Creation Watches or Amazon, which is about close to four hundred bucks, uh, or maybe Kronos Pride, who are an Australian distributor. I think about four hundred bucks. But you know, if you're looking for a great deal, um, Joma Shop is there. And yeah, and look, what is there not to like about this watch? <laughs> it's a perfect um dive watch. You know, it's got your 200 meter water resistance, screw down crown, sapphire crystal. It's 40, 41 mil diameter, I think. It's about 42 mil diameter. Mm, yep. But like Seiko, it's compact lug to lug, 46.8. Um, and it's just a great watch. I've I've dealt, I've I don't know if have you ever um had a Kamasu in hand? Have you tried it on before? No, I've actually never never touched an Orient at oh, all. Wow. Okay. All right. Never we'll, had one. We're gonna change that. All right, so <laughs> we're gonna change that. But um, yes, yeah, so I've dealt, I've had the Kamasu uh, personally. It says by uh, like my best mate um has one, and um, that was the previous version. So it wears great, right? Look, there's obviously 
downsides like the bracelet's not that great but you look you're talking about a three four hundred dollar watch you know you're not you're not yeah. expecting the greatest the greatest thing ever uh but it's such a uh the, the it's like a burgundy red and brown kind of theme and it's just it just looks great it's such a um vintage vibe so I, I don't know do, do you like that color way or do you think i should have picked a different color way <laughs> No, I love red. Um, but the 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 picture I'm looking at is red on the Jubilee as well. I know you're not a Jubilee guy, mm. but I think that's that's a great look. Um, red, especially red on black. There's something about red on black contrast that works so well. I've had motorbikes that are red on black. Um, a couple of yeah, my, my first uh, big boy bike was a Ducati Monster 800 nice. that was red on black, and it's always kind of been in my brain ever since. Um, yeah, no, I think this is an awesome pick, and yeah, you need a need the dive watch for winter, that's for sure. Um, and it's cool to. Could have go out of the Seiko wheelhouse too. Like um, Seiko yeah. is such a safe bet, um, but it, it's definitely fun to explore. Yeah, for sure. And look, I we 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 said that we wanted three watches that we don't have, uh, yep. and that's what I've gone for. I mean, I think I have had or held every Seiko diver out there, basically. So <laughs> I was like, let's let's try something different. And Orion Kamasu, although yes, I've handled it before, uh, this new colorway is fantastic. Um, and on to my final pick, which is a micro brand. So, and it's called the Boulder Field Medic 2. So I don't have experience with Boulder before, uh, but they have great reviews. Um, mm. And, and you know, I wanted a field watch. So I tried to, I tried to capture all bases. You know, I wanted a, I wanted a, a Garda. I wanted a dive watch and I wanted a field watch. Um, but the great thing about this field watch is also got a complication, which is a chronograph. So, and it's titanium. So I, I, I tried to tick many boxes with this, uh, I guess it's a toolish watch. Um, yeah. And look, it, it's, um, we'll, we'll actually put links to this in the show notes, um, but you know, it's a full loom dial. It's, 38 mil titanium case. It's got a, the Seiko Mecha Quartz chronograph movement. It's, you know, water resistant to 200 meters. It's, it's, you know, it, it will take a beating and, yep. and, and it's also a chronograph. Like, you know, I don't, to be honest, if you just said to me, this is the only watch you get, uh, I think I'll be pretty happy with it, you know, uh, out of those three. It's yeah, just cool. covers all bases. Um, and it's, um, yep. It's a micro brand that's been out there for a while. Uh, based out of Singapore, and um, yeah, and it's you can get it for around six hundred and thirty Aussie dollars, which uh, I think is probably on a little bit of the high end. But in saying that, it's titanium, and mm. uh, and yeah, I, I just I think it's a great pick personally. What what do you reckon? Do you think it's uh it's worth the money? Do you think it's um you know? I think for the if the level of finishing is anything like the images show here on the mm. website, I think, yeah, 600 bucks is a pretty, pretty reasonable price. I'm just having a look at um, the the other photos here and uh, the, the pocket shot that they've got on the last photo. Yeah. It, it changes in different lights, which kind of shows, shows me that finishings are pretty good. Um, it, it's bouncing the lights playing with it really well. I, I, I love the, the uh the dial countdown on the right hand side as well i think that's awesome the uh mm. the beats you know it's it's easy to count beats but if you're in that kind of situation where you need it okay the medic um yep. you know definitely comes in handy um but yep. i think yeah it's a pretty big spec monster for the price i think it's yeah yeah gorgeous 
Yeah, uh, and I, I think it's great to have a, a titanium field watch. I had a titanium mm. field watch from um, Arzetti. I don't know if you recall. Yeah, um, yep. Yeah, and Arzetti is also a micro brand based out of Singapore. So I'm just going with that track record and I'm thinking, hey, I think Boulder's, you know, would do a good job here. And I don't know if you can see the photos from the customers, actually. There's a lot of uh, customers' photo shots and, and it looks great. You know, it's nice to see, like you say always, it's nice to see photos that are uh, not just gener- 3D generated, computer generated images, uh, but, oh, it looks fantastic. Um I'm seriously considering putting this on uh, on my uh, uh, watch list <laughs> yes, for my next right. purchase. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I think yeah, I'm seeing some loom shots. It's cool too because full loom something I really like the idea of. But again, I'm a bit hesitant without seeing it in person because it is a such a standout thing. Um, I've been you know playing with the the loom strap with my um, Seiko tuner and whatnot. Um, so it is cool to kind of see some real life shots of that in action. And it looks like it's pretty pretty full-on too maybe yeah get one of these and pair it with your your strap that you have the moon and it'll just be perfect yeah, yeah i don't know if it's quite the field you know if you're a field medic i don't think you want to be wearing something that sort of stands out so much though but anyway that's besides if you're point. a field medic um, I, I wouldn't recommend wearing the uh, white strap that that is full loom because if you get you know, a <laughs> decent splatter on that it could be a cool effect depending uh Hey, you look at it, but maybe yeah. not. But um, maybe it's got not. great reviews too, um, which is yeah, cool to see. Yeah, cool. So yeah, that, those are my three picks, guys. And uh, look, anyone um, that's you know come to the end of this episode and listen to these picks, um, you know, let me know if you agree with it. Let me know if you don't. Um, and you know, if you do want to check it out, the links are always there. Uh, and and yeah, we we I liked doing this sort of you know picks and mm. uh, style so perhaps we need to visit this style again um in an episode um soon yeah definitely i really enjoy this so i think doing it at different price points would be something very interesting cool cool all right well i think we've um we've come to the end of the episode now uh i hope you guys enjoyed this episode this was uh really we wanted to just talk about the new releases that you know we wanted to talk about you know we always know there's many new releases in many different price ranges and like like um you know me and justin have set out to do is we want to identify the you know the affordable the micro brand and the slightly different um so hopefully we've done that for you this week perfect all right if you got nothing else to add i'm happy to leave it there all right we'll leave it there we'll sign out and uh until next time listeners thank you for joining us on overtime the podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode you can find us on our Instagrams at Overtime the Podcast, at Kinda Average Watches, and at Horology Capture. We appreciate your support and value your feedback. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please hit us up. We would love to hear from you. Until next time.